Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. Martin may have dumped me as his favourite jacket, but I found my way onto Peter Beale. Emma. And I'm the six-year-old woman Ian swiped right to. Connor. So what's coming up this week, Emma? Well, it's our birthday podcast. Yay! So lots of birthday celebrations and of course your roundup. But first, here's the jingle. Dun 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 dun. dun, 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 dun. You ain't my mother. Yes, I am. Get out of my pub. You need a slapping den. You bitch. You cow. Hello, princess. Frank. Please in the fridge. Sausage surprise. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night. The weekend just gone marked two special big birthdays. The Slaters had been on the square 20 years. Wow! I know, and we turned one. Oh my god! (laughs) And of course, because we're terrible at maths, for some reason we put last week's podcast out on our birthday and then decided it was this week we were celebrating. We are perfectly uncoordinated and discombobulated. I love it. It sums us up. It does. It sums us up. So we got lots of lovely birthday messages from you guys on Twitter. And it was so nice to wake up to those. You guys remembered it was our birthday. I do. Even we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) True friends. Yeah, really meant a lot. So we had a happy birthday from friend of the show, Annie May, who said, can't believe it's been a year since you guys started the podcast. Neither can we. Like, that's flew by. Flew over, can it? That's what lockdown will do. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's been a bad old year. (laughs) It always brightens up my day when I listen to a new episode. Hands down, my absolute favourite podcast ever. Oh! Thank you so much. Honestly, like, it really does mean the world. We say it every time we, we get a message from you, Annie Mae, but it really does, it does mean the world that you you enjoy this and you get so much happiness out of it. And we love reading your comments and thank you for supporting us throughout this entire year. You've been great. Yeah. So we also got another Lovely message from another friend of the show, Ben's Played Trousers. They sent the most nicest comment, like, you could could hope for being a podcast. Called for their favourite AA podcast ever. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot out there. I remember so, when we you know, remember when we started and we didn't know if there was actually any because we're like, oh, it might be quite niche. Yeah, we were like, it's niche, it's niche, and we love the show, and there's, there's like millions, but more the merrier, more the merrier. And the fact that you said that we are your your top pick out of all of the mad bunch that we all are, that means so much to us. Yeah, that really means a lot to us. So a big thank you for that. That's so lovely. Yes, and um, and. Ben's play trousers also finished by saying that we are the reason why they love us so much is that we're unbiased and and always positive, which 
I think that that's really sweet again because I'm like that's all we try to do we just try to that's all we want to do isn't it we just want to make people laugh and yeah even if we don't like parts of the story or something we hope that the way that we do talk about it it comes across as like a joke or it's funny rather than negative we just want to have a laugh about our favorite show and not take ourselves or anything too seriously and if we could do that that's all we we want to do and it's nice to hear because when we're we're laughing about things we're not ever meaning it in a bad way we're meaning it out of love (laughs) yes only love because this is our favorite show ever and we had a message from kate phipps who said congratulations e20 podcast on your one year anniversary I've only been listening for about half of that, but I'm so glad I started because you guys are so fun and positive. You make the best out of everything. And without you, I would have never watched the absurdity that is Red Water. (laughs) (laughs) Well, once again, I just have to say you've been such a loyal friend and fan of the show. Um, We have loved getting your comments about red war we're thrilled <laughs> that like you watched along with were um it's just everything just everything <laughs> it was so. nice to have a fellow red water like yes watchy <laughs> <laughs> yeah what would you call that i don't know <laughs> i don't want to say fan because that yeah. makes it sound like we all thought it was a really clever show <laughs> <laughs> yes. so yeah we just want to say thank you to all of you that that's just been lovely to read all of those and yeah thanks for getting involved with everything because we've done a, a lot of random different things over the past year we've went from fan fictions to red water yeah. classic episodes eastenders went off air <laughs> we got yeah, halloween strange yeah remember yeah it's just all sorts but you've You've laughed along with us and got involved and I'm hoping we managed to keep you company as well over lockdown. Yes. And because we're one and it's our birthday. Yeah. We're going to just share a couple of our favourite moments here and then if you wait and listen right at the end of the podcast, we're going to have like a best bits and quite a lot of our favourite moments are going to be there for you to listen to again like a little montage (laughs) it's going to be like Davina McCall (laughs) (laughs) I'll introduce it E20 here are your best bits (laughs) (laughs) well the real question is Emma did we get evicted or did we win (laughs) I would like to think we won (laughs) I would hope we won I think we should win (laughs) I don't want evicted (laughs) I'm going to kick off with what has to be one of my absolute favorite moments over the year and it was when your water bottle leaked all over our mostly ghostly scripts and I had to get the hairdryer out and try them I think it's still a highlight on our Instagram page um (laughs) at e20 underscore podcast if you haven't seen it yet (laughs) I mean that day I was walking along I was raining anyway right but I was walking along and I remember going God, I'm getting absolutely drowned here. My pants are sodden. Well, the reason why my pants and everything were sodden, my trousers, everything, wasn't because of the rain. <laughs> no, it was because my water bottle had leaked open and flipping spilled throughout the entire bag. So it drenched every note, every rough script we had, every printed out, I'd perfectly printed out mostly ghostly scripts for me and Emma. 
um, all ruined, and I was covered in water. I looked like I'd weed myself. <laughs> I looked like I'd weed myself, you and really I walked did. along. I walked along like that. I walked along like that. And then me and Emma spent half an hour hair drying our script. <laughs> I think if I have to pick a, a hilarious moment, um, it has to be. It has to be when. I mean, this might be one of one of your highlights, but I'm going to say it. Insect jewelry. Oh, classic. When, 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 <laughs> when I made a joke about people wearing insects because Dottie had that put that cockroach into um, some of Keegan's food on order from Ian. And when she did that, I made this joke about like um, people who wear insects as jewellery. And Emma was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, like they wear it as like brooches. And you were like, oh, but they're dead, right? They're dead. I was like, no, no they're alive. <laughs> to gross out Emma and to give us some some new information that she's never heard of that's weird that's kind of what I live for he never fails to amaze me thank you thank you and another one of my favorite moments is it's another mostly ghostly one and I think you will agree with this one patches the ghost when I absolutely lost it and I just couldn't say it I just couldn't do it without laughing but then I set you off and then you had to leave the room so I could record it without we both laughing but I could still hear you outside I was actually having to I was hiding hiding in another room still with my hands over my mouth wetting myself because I just couldn't stop it was like once you know when you get the giggles when you get the giggles that's what it was it was just endless me and emma were just like it was like contagious laughter or something you know what it reminded me of the moment on the x factor when sharon osborne's laughing and then she sets everyone off and she walks out and yes. the door hits her yes it was I just mean, I was like surprised that the door didn't hit me surprised that door didn't hit me i had no way of knowing that it was going to be as hysterical as it was it was when he went patches <laughs> and then after that it was all it was all history couldn't stop <laughs> couldn't stop <laughs> another one of my favorite moments has to be has to be another one where Emma's lost it and it's quite fairly recent actually it's seeing Zoe <laughs> oh, my icon <laughs> As soon as we, as soon as that scene came on the screen and we watch it, I was like, me and Emma are going to lose it at this. Me and Emma are not going to be able to talk about St. Zoe because it's just so ridiculous. The wooden statue tilted in just to say hello. Hello, Alfie. How are you doing, there, Alfie? You're like, right, Alfie. You're all right, Alfie. I still laugh. <laughs> I'm still laugh thinking about it now. It is too funny like I remember watching it and I was like oh my god I lost it there and I was like I know what's gonna happen I didn't know I was gonna break down as much on here as I did <laughs> but oh it was brilliant it's just brilliant it is. it is so to hear more of our favorite moments and hopefully there's some of yours too stay tuned to the end to hear a lot of them put together in a little montage 
So, we haven't mentioned it yet, but we were mentioned on Radio 4 last week. Oh my god, I know, I was like, <laughs> oh my god. And they were like, well, it's Niche Podcast Day or something, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, so it's all about like niche podcasts and it's on the Podcast Radio Hour and you can find it yeah. on um, BBC Sounds. And we were one of the ones they picked because they asked people to recommend and huh? we were recommended. Thank you. And Thank you. Uh, then they they picked out of the recommendations their favourites and they picked us. Yeah, and I loved it because it was like, well, since we do talk about niche podcasts, what's more niche than an EastEnders podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. So we're about 30 minutes in. Um, so if you want to go and listen, go and find out on BBC Sounds. Just a reminder that we will not be covering the Chantel and Grey storyline within this episode. We are going to be creating a special episode coming out soon about the Grey and Chantel storyline. We're trying to get as much information as possible from when it was starting to what happened and to the aftermath. Um, and that will include interviews. And we also wanted to give you guys the option, as we know it's a very sensitive subject, whether as to whether you wanted to listen or not. So that'll be out soon. So it's finally happened, Emma. It's like all of Max's Christmases have come at once, except he's penniless, hasn't actually got anything to his name, and hasn't been given a gift. All he's been given is a divorce. No, Connor, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. <laughs> well, I tell you what isn't a joke. His lack of social distancing. He just walked straight out and took, took the meal. He went over, got the meal from the postman and then opened it. Didn't wash his hands, didn't put any anti-back on, didn't have a mask on. That poor postman risked his life to deliver that meal. That is true. There's not much mask wearers, is there? Yeah, there isn't. We're watching you. We're watching you, Albert Square. <laughs> just Albert. <laughs> yeah, just Albert. Just Albie. <laughs> We're watching Albie. <laughs> I mean, Albert Square would certainly be in a local lockdown by now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we are. We've ended up in a local lockdown. It's not even our area. That's bad. I know. And I was going to make cakes for a blooming podcast birthday. Well, I haven't been able to do that, have we? Do that now. Nah. We've got flipping new jingles on the way. Can't be meeting up to do that. <laughs> e this Corona. She's a worse bitch than Carol Jackson. <laughs> so, we're hating Corona. And Ian is hating Sharon. <laughs> yeah, he is literally avoiding her like the plague. And whenever I she mean, speaks to him, he's just, he's just really rude. <laughs> like, he is... Horrible. To a, a strange extent that I don't think Ian's ever been. <laughs> no, it, it, I kind of had this weird thought that maybe Ian has been abducted by aliens and that this Ian, well, he's not really Ian. You know, it's a bit like that Hollyoaks alien storyline <laughs> where they had that alien. I'll never forget that. <laughs> never forget that. The only soap opera in the world to put an alien storyline into a real life show. <laughs> maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe EastEnders have decided... Hey, that was a good idea. That's that. a good idea. No, out. it was a great idea. Kathleen! <laughs> 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 but Kathleen wasn't available for the alien swapping, so they chose Ian. 
<laughs> I think Hollyoaks try and forget that happened, but we're like, no, we're not going to forget no, that. No, we'll never let them forget that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why EastEnders is the best soap opera ever. And it's because they don't put aliens in. <laughs> well, tell you what, Ian's chatting to Peter. Peter is looking good. Lockdown was good to Peter. Well, I was taken aback. I was like, flipping heck. Hashtag Pema. She definitely got the, the better uh, the better <laughs> boyfriend in uh, the fan fiction, didn't she? I'm only joking, because my love interest in it also was looking rather fine after lockdown. But I have to say, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this new Peter. I am. <laughs> Might be a creep. Might even say some grotesque things like... Yes, he does. He does say something very grotesque. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, um, best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. He's saying that to his dad. I've got no words for that, Peter. Well, it looks <laughs> but it's like... a good job. You look good. Oh, yeah. It looks like his conga line is still going strong then. <laughs> Must be. Must be. All those swiping. I bet his fingers flipping worn out. Swiping uh, right. <laughs> but, yeah, he's looking good. He's He's got Martin's style jacket on. Like, you know, before yes. Martin turned bad. Yeah, and good Martin style. Good Martin. Light, light brown or light tan colour. Yeah, and he's he's on the fruit and veg stall, so maybe it comes with the job, I don't know. <laughs> it's like a crown. <laughs> you know, like, instead of, like, being crowned a king, you get, here you go, you are now a green grocer, and they just throw, like, a light coloured jacket at you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're tattered. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, though, I'll definitely be going to that stall. Oh, I mean... <laughs> There was some good-looking carrots in that stall, weren't there? <laughs> some big parsnips on that stall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what can I say? It's our birthday. I can get away with some of these. Hashtag Pema. <laughs> <laughs> Emma's over the moon now. Emma's yeah, over yeah. the absolute moon. She's like, yes, yes, I've definitely won. <laughs> That fan fiction did her right. That fan fiction did her right, didn't it? I knew the odds were in my favour eventually. <laughs> Since Peter's had all these ideas of, you know, how to how his dad can get over Sharon, he's decided, I'm going to take Mars into my own hands. I'm not going to work on this stall. Nah, who needs to work in this place? He got that from us. He spent too much time with us in the fan fiction. It is. It is. <laughs> Bad habits die hard. Bad habits die hard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, Peter's decided I'm going to take Maz in my own hand. Who needs work? That's gone. Um, I'm going to set my dad up on a Tinder profile. I mean, God knows what he put into the flipping description. Man of the people. Yeah. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say child killer. Child killer. <laughs> so yeah, if Dottie was writing the profile. <laughs> if Dottie was writing this, she would write this child killer. <laughs> and then she would, send, she would send Sharon a little message on it going... Sharon, just so you know, Ian, he's the reason why your boy's dead. But then <laughs> she would start making that threat and go to do the message, but decide against it last minute and just ask yeah, if someone could get her. Yeah, and someone could get her a burger instead. I'll, be, <laughs> I'll do. Or the archers. <laughs> or the archers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, archers. Yes, that's, that's how she says it. <laughs> so, yes, Peter has decided he's going to matchmake his father's love life, which is a little bit disturbing because I would never dream of doing that for either of my parents. (laughs) (laughs) 
There's one thing you don't want, and that is to know that your parents are having sex. If Barry was oh, here, Barry. Barry would be very interested. Barry <laughs> Evans, if he was here, he would be very interested. He would be like, blimey. Maybe Peter was watching classic EastEnders during lockdown and got the idea from Barry. Makes sense, doesn't it? Maybe he's like, Dad, maybe you should go to Second Honeymoon. <laughs> Dad, I've noticed you've got an Isle of Alicante suitcase here. <laughs> what you got in here? He was going to run away with Pat. They were in love. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably ruined the whole of our life, Peter. <laughs> I love it. I just thought it was ridiculous. So when he's like, when Sharon like that just takes it, scoops the phone out of yeah. Peter's hand, and it's like, great legs. Swipes left. <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs> I love how the, was it the woman was in her 60s that they were looking at? Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> Peter's like, women love a toy boy dad because he's like, I'm not dating someone in their 60s. And Sharon stood there looking really awkward. <laughs> It's a little bit awkward because Sharon's basically had a toy boy. Well, there's another scene in the week where it was Tina and Frankie they were talking about. And then yeah. she's like, I'm old enough to be her. Oh. <laughs> and Sharon's just looking like. Hmm. I mean, let's not. I don't know why people gave Sharon so much grief. Keanu was a very fine bodied man. He really was. No, what anyone would fall for that as soon as they took a shirt off, wouldn't they? They'd be like, oh, flipping heck. I do declare. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if he was walking around topless, Corona would be around the entire square in three days. Swear down. Swear down. <laughs> she would test it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ian's not happy. He's not dating someone who's 60. I'm like, well, you're not that much younger than that anyway. You know why? It's because it's a bit like 57. That's just some people, but it's yes. not him. <laughs> 57 was everyone else. 57 was my nan. That was a very young nan. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that my brother was, you know, 57. Like, and that was old. <laughs> I think I've only ever known my grandparents to be elderly. Pat's whole soliloquy right there was just perfect. Perfect. I think you're right. I think Ian Ian always wants to be 16. And with Sharon, <laughs> he was always 16. Hence why she no longer finds him attractive, because he's still 16 <laughs> and hasn't matured a single bit. <laughs> well, he really hasn't, though, because now he's just taking this vendetta against her. Even though she's let everything go, although she doesn't love him the way he loves her, she's yeah. like, well, it's fine. We'll just forget about it. We'll just go on as normal. She's not even bringing it up. Which I think is yeah. very good of her to do all this, considering how, like, in your mind, you know, that's just happened. <laughs> yeah, that is proper orcs. And yet she's handling it perfect. And yet he's just so mean to her when she's doing everything in her power to just act normal and make him feel all right. I actually think, and like, this might be a bit of a stretch. I actually think that this, the way he's behaving is worse than the way that Phil behaved when mm. he found out that she had an affair. Because at least with Phil... He had a legitimate reason to feel hurt. She had slept with someone else and was telling him that this baby was going to be his. And we all know it probably is Phil's baby, but oh, yeah. at the moment, it's still Keanu's. Um, where Ian, the only thing he's got against her is she just said, no, I don't want to date you, Ian. They've been friends for like 
30 years or something like what how can you hate someone that much for that and everything they've been through and stuff it's just so out of nowhere and also has he forgotten and i'm gonna sound a bit like dot here but has he forgotten he murdered her kid Like, practically, like, do you know what I mean? He locked him in, like, he locked him in a room and he died. Like, that that doesn't go away, Ian. Well, I'm now thinking, do you think the reason he's being like this with Sharon a bit more is that because, at least, at least this way, this is a way to keep his distance as well? So, like, Maybe. she'll never find out. But she'll, I would yeah, say, surely this, is, surely this would push her towards believing Dottie. Because you'd be like, well, oh, yes, he is a bit annoying and weird at odd. the moment. Yeah. He suddenly turned psychopathic over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a touch of that oh, corona sociopathic behaviour. Yeah, you know, brought on by the lockdown. <laughs> it's just crazy. On to the serious stuff at hand. Kathy's very worried. Very worried. I mean, she is Ian's mum. I mean, it's not like Ian's a fully grown man with children of his own. She's very worried. He's still 16. She's, he's still 16 to Cassidy. 57 was always someone else. <laughs> 57 was her nan. <laughs> I, just, I just love that Cathy's become like mother of the year over lockdown. And it's just bizarre because this woman, like as Peter jokes later on in the episode, <laughs> she did fake her death. Oh my god! Her family. I love that bit. That was, we'll obviously go on to that in a bit. I loved it. Yeah, but Ian, Ian's after something, isn't he? Ian's after something, and this is what sparks Kathy's maternal instincts. Ian wants a, a job as like a, it's a higher position. It's like chair of planning or something in the council, um, and. Really, the reason why he wants it is because he either wants to get the pay rise or a couple of bribes. A couple of bribes. I mean, Ian Beale, keeping it real. <laughs> man of the people. Man of the people, local man in a local pub. <laughs> having a pint. Yeah, having a pint. <laughs> I mean, I love it because Bobby's just like, that's corruption. I'm like, well, hold on, Bobby. You did murder your sister. <laughs> so as we said before max got an important letter so important he had to break social distancing rules yes well he needs to see ian because rainy's played nice and it's all thanks to ian he saved him he saved him a lot of money you know what ian could keep a couple of grand for himself how nice of Max to let Ian keep a couple of grand for himself because it's that's not like nice. Ian's took all the money at yeah. all. I mean, that's nice that he offered a couple of grand. What he probably should have specified is exactly how much Ian could have because by saying a couple of grand, Ian now has a lot of leeway and say, <laughs> well, he said I could take a couple of grand. <laughs> so I took the lot. <laughs> he has a pound. <laughs> so... The next day, big day for Ian, isn't it? I big love day. I love the start of the big day. Ian's got his milk. He's walking past. Yeah. Max is trying to catch his attention. So he just hides. It's a point. Hides behind the door. 
<laughs> it was like, you know, when you're trying to avoid someone who you, who fancies you or something. You know, like, you would expect Sharon to be doing that right now, but she's not. She's been really nice. Ian's basically took on that role, but with Max. He's like, God, I can't let him see us. I'm not looking so me best, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's given up on women. He's going for men now. <laughs> Every woman he's ever known has let him down. Even his own mum. <laughs> From now on, it's just him and Max. <laughs> Maybe he could actually swing it that way. You know, like when Max is like, give us me money. He goes, I can't anymore, Max, because I spent it all on this diamond ring for you. Will you marry me? Because, <laughs> I mean, if someone said that, you couldn't be angry with them, could you? You'd be like, of course. <laughs> or you could say, but Max, what's mine is yours. And now, your money's with me, and you're also with me. I just kept the money so that you would come knocking. Wouldn't there be hashtag man? Oh, perfect. Perfect hashtag. Hashtag man. Hashtag man. <laughs> hashtag man. I mean, it's a damn safe improvement from most of his choices in women, isn't it? Murderess. <laughs> Cover up of murder. <laughs> Adulterer. <laughs> Oh, perfect. He's all right, Max only only jokes. He only jokes. Only joking. <laughs> so as Ian's hiding, Kathy wants to be on the dating scene now too. I mean, if anyone can pull it off, it's Kathy. I have to <laughs> say though, if you got her profile, right, and mm. it says 70, mm. and you saw that picture, you would automatically think catfish because you would think, no way. But she is just that youthful. She is. She looks like, I'm going to say, 57. 57. <laughs> I mean, as Pat said, 57 was always her name. <laughs> I always thought that line. I'm sorry. I'll just find any way to bring it in. <laughs> I loved what Pia was like, um, what you put in your bio, Nan? Come back from the dead. He's got a point. <laughs> I mean, he has a point. She never even touches upon that. I love. She basically lied to her entire family. I love that they can all just joke about that now. Like, <laughs> do you remember when you pretended to be dead? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she was talking about Rainey's drug addiction last week as if, like, she hadn't had any hand in it. But fair fact, <laughs> she was supplying her drugs at one point. <laughs> and then you've oh. got Bobby. He's still reminding us that coronavirus still exists. He's the only person who actually still takes this seriously. As he said himself, honestly, when nothing comes in this house, Emma, you know this, nothing comes in this house without a thorough deep clean. Even the, the soles of our shoes are sprayed with bleach. That's exactly the same as our house. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 And we he also know. reminds Ian he can't shake hands with this guy that he's meeting, Douglas. Yeah, Got to do the elbow Gotta thing, do <laughs> Do the elbow. <laughs> I love seeing the politicians do that. The elbow. The elbow. Why do you just not shake hands? I'm refrained from hugging my own mother. Like, I'm sure you can refrain from shaking a hand. <laughs> I love it. I do believe we are going to get Bobby just turning to the camera one day. Hands. Face. Space. Space. <laughs> are you being one of them adverts going, I wear a mask to keep my family safe. <laughs> I wear a mask <laughs> to keep the strangers safe and, and not 
just pass on my germs. Oh, like, I'd that love is to see really, really what's happened, Bobby going around the square doing it. So, like, standing apart from <laughs> someone saying, I stand away from Dottie. It's not because I don't like her. It's because I abide by the rules. <laughs> you know it is. But you know what? I actually am glad that we have Bobby here to say this because no one else seems to be addressing coronavirus at all. No one. They sometimes mention the fact that they're all locked in the house, but they don't say why. Yeah, <laughs> I do like, like those little hints that um, obviously it's happened. I mean, I love it where like they, they sort of touch upon lockdown, but don't mention the C word, you know, can't mention corona. <laughs> and like, I adore it because it just makes me think, well, what is the reason that you were all locked in the house? People are just being sad. Was it that there was like a serial killer on the loose? The town that dreaded sundown. Everyone get in! It is like the way they're like, we were we were locked down and stuff like that, but then yeah. mentioned the virus. So you're like... Yeah, terrified to mention it. Grandzilla like, is on the loose. It is. It's Grandzilla again. We're all locked inside because of... <laughs> Michelle would have been terrified. <laughs> Michelle was in a different country and even she was terrified. <laughs> I'd imagine Grant during lockdown climbing yeah. the pub. <laughs> Prowling round the streets. <laughs> <laughs> they used to look out uh, the window and go, he's back. He's out there, don't look. <laughs> I wear a mask to keep myself hidden so Grant, Grant doesn't know who I am. <laughs> It's Michelle. <laughs> I've actually been on the square for years, but I've just been wearing a mask to avoid Grant. <laughs> oh. I keep my distance because I'm scared of Grantzilla. <laughs> I love it. So, Kathy notices that Ian's very eager to get a bribe from somewhere, doesn't she? She's, very, she's picked up on that. I mean, it's... <laughs> It wasn't subtle at all, but just picked up on that, hasn't she? That um, Ian's desperate not just to get this job for a pay rise, but also to get this job so he can get some cash and hand bribes. Yay! Man of the people! Man of the people! Keeping it real. <laughs> so, Kathy being the concerned mother that she is, because she, you know, Ian might be, you know, an adult with his own children, but she's still his man. He may... Be older, but to her, he's always 16. He's always 16. Always 16 to Cathy, isn't he? <laughs> always. So much so that she'll defend him when um, a little girl, like literally <laughs> a girl who's like 16, calls him names. She will go ballistic. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then also, <laughs> will they go and ruin his entire life, properly ruin his entire life, <laughs> by telling Max that he's got no money? <laughs> I loved it because she just goes up to this and she's like, you're going to have to leave, leave Ian alone. He's got a lot on his plate. Did you notice, obviously, with coronavirus, they've had to get contactless in the cafe. Normally you see them hand over the money, but now they've got to do contactless. I was like, oh, cafe. I know, she's upgraded, hasn't you've she? You've upgraded, love. Oh. I love it because, like, you know, Ruby's going on as if Cathy's businesses were put out of, out of business. Really, they're thriving. Ruby's the one who's used all the cash. I think we all know where the cash has been going. <laughs> I would be Doesn't checking. Make sense, but we do know. <laughs> I would be checking. I think it's Kathy. Yeah. 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 So naturally, perturbed by Kathy's warnings, <laughs> Max, who had no suspicion prior, now is very, very suspicious of Ian avoiding him and charges into one of his meetings. 
and just waits for him as well until he's finished. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this whole thing, how Max knew Ian would be there is astounding because Ian was firstly in the Vic and <laughs> then left because Sharon was flirting with Douglas, the guy who's like, you know, interviewing Ian. How dare and, Sharon try and help Ian out? I mean, how how disgusting, really. How disgusting about her. Try and help her friend out. What is wrong with Ian? <laughs> like, what is actually wrong with him? Oh, I love it. Like, ever since, ever since, you know, the same murder changes a person. It certainly flipping does, doesn't it? <laughs> certainly does. Bobby became nice. Ian became a menace. <laughs> <laughs> So Douglas sat um, chatting with uh, Ian and then Max just goes, I want that money! He just basically barges his like, I want that money now! Pulls up a chair. Want my investment. <laughs> yeah, pulls up a chair, has a little sandwich, doesn't he? Sits down, <laughs> chills out in his restaurant. I mean, is everyone just forgetting though? Like Max's actual history with the Beale family? Because to me, I find it a bit high and mighty of Max to come charging in as if Ian's like the most evilest person for taking some money off him. When really, Max murdered Ian's son. <laughs> Max killed him. Literally killed Stephen. <laughs> no one ever talks about that. He no, him. no, no. That that's that doesn't happen. That's forgotten. And also the whole Jane being terrified oh, yeah. of Max. <laughs> Harassing Jane, almost killing her. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. But that's all in the past now. Now give him his money. So what happened was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, the Beals set Max up pretty much and let him take the fall for Bobby. Yeah. Max then terrified Jane. It was, like, similar to where Michelle was with Grandzilla. Yes. It's, like, yeah. that kind of terrified. She had to actually leave the square. She left the square, left Stacey a voicemail. Yes. Stacey, <laughs> That was just, oh, <laughs> that Jane, was man. Person. Jane, what are you saying? Oh, funny. It's just a joke. It's just a just joke. Just a joke, Tan. Someone <laughs> <laughs> so He killed Stephen and yeah, now Ian took all of his money and now they're just, they're all right. You know, they'll just get on with it. That's... They'll just get on. Just get on I with mean, it. I did love that Ian, <laughs> Ian's attempt to rectify this, uh, rectify this problem it wasn't just to come clean that would be that would be silly wouldn't it that would be too easy no tell you what why don't we just make up some more unbelievable (laughs) lies I loved it it's the bit where he literally stole what happened to Martin (laughs) and just copied it I loved it because it was like god you better watch out uh, uh, not just for corona but for this new contagious head trauma because everyone seems to be getting it don't they I was just like, Martin got smacked over the head. Now we and Solicitor has been smacked over the head. It's a contagion. Who is it? Who is it? Maybe that's the big Christmas storyline. Who's the real person (laughs) going around? Who's spreading it? (laughs) (laughs) Who's spreading these severe head traumas around? Honestly, honestly, wear a mask like Bobby. Protect everyone else. (laughs) I loved it because he was like, oh, well, send him my... My regards. Send him your regards. Five minutes later, are you telling Max that he's in a coma? <laughs> <laughs> so we just kept lying. He was like, oh, he's not well. Yeah. Then, well, ring him at home. Can't find his file. And then he's in a coma. Then major he's awaiting major surgery because uh, he was chasing thieves and then he got hit over the head. It's the way Max even replied, like, oh, 
happened to Martin? Is that catching? Yeah. I mean, of all the things that you could have said, and now I know we'll be wrong, but let's be real. Ian's lied about brain cancer before, so lying about something like Which COVID... quite rightly brought it up, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. But I just thought, Ian, you've literally just come out of lockdown. Surely you could have thought of a better excuse <laughs> for why your sister was ill. You could have just said he was suffering from COVID. No one would bloody not believe you. <laughs> After everything that's happened in, this, in the world in a year, no one would be like, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Isn't it him. funny though? Like this man is struggling to lie here, but yet can totally cover up what happened to Denny. Oh yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing how he flits from being stone cold serial killer to <laughs> feeble child lying. <laughs> so quite Wait. rightly, Max kicks off, doesn't he? Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, Ian's like, oh, your money's in a high interest account, and I, I can't, I can't get out. <laughs> I hope it's in a high interest account because I think you're going to be paying a lot back to Max, <laughs> a lot. And if you don't, then I think we're going for a who shot Ian part two. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going for a either who shot or who attacked Ian, and because yeah. they're, they're lining up all the suspects quite well. Yeah. And now we obviously know Max is is leaving. And Ian's going on a break. So, I mean, it's just really getting more and more obvious what's going to happen. If it doesn't, I think we'll all be quite shocked. <laughs> I mean, if Max gets the blame for another Beale death, that will be like a world record to me. This will be the second time he's been involved in like a death or an attempted murder or something like that with a Beale. Technically the third. <laughs> third, yeah. Got to count Stephen. Got to count Stephen, that's true. And technically <laughs> he did scare Jane away as well if we want to count that exactly there we go <laughs> him and the beals it's so weird max versus the beals <laughs> coming to cinemas it's, near you it's payback time <laughs> <laughs> it's just a joke though <laughs> so furious after you know is telling off by max and terrified that some of the bad's gonna happen i mean max isn't even scary so i don't know why ian's terrified of him so ian is terrified Terrified of Max and furious with Sharon for dumping him and not taking his hand in marriage. <laughs> so he decides he's going to set up some targets. Oh, that's nice. We all love a target, don't we? We all love it. You know, like when you have to sit down, you talk about how your year's been in work and you get your target set and stuff. It's all like if you're in school, target set and oh, day. target set and day. We love that. I mean, God knows what targets were ever set, because I don't remember any of them. You had a whole day off just to go in for two minutes to collect your targets. And if you didn't, if you didn't, you literally faced attention. Oh, you did, yeah. You give everyone a day off, but then demand, (laughs) demand that you come back in for like two minutes. (laughs) Yeah, so Ian's decided he's going to do that. He's not going to give Sharon the day off. No, quite the opposite. She's going to have to get behind that bar and stop working. Oh, he's finding I mean, someone else. He'll find someone else. I don't know where he will because, um, well, Linda's still drinking from the bottle. <laughs> Wait, George, she's not. But, like, if she was to go behind that bar, she certainly would be. So it's not like he can just give it back to them. But I'm so confused, um, right? Because Linda and Mick are in that pub every day for two people who have moved out. Yeah, actually, that is a very good point. <laughs> Linda left that place because she grew up in pubs and because... 
she was an alcoholic and felt tempted, is it really the best idea to then go and sit and have an orange juice in a pub? Every single day. Every day. That seems a bit odd. Yeah. Do you think she just misses living there? <laughs> it's just like, ah, oh, remember when we used to sit down here for Christmas? <laughs> so Ian's targets, they're not feasible to Sharon. They're ridiculous, these targets. But she's going to have to do it or her and Albie will be on the street again. So we found out this week that uh, Tina fancies Frankie, who is definitely a whole lot younger than her. <laughs> Who, as well, is surely the same age or younger than her daughter? Her actual daughter, yeah. She is younger than her daughter. I was going to say, she's definitely younger, isn't she? Yeah. As a gay man, right, the one thing I really don't like is, you know, when I watch TV and, like, every single time they show, like, a gay couple, it's always, like, an older, like, gentleman Mm. with, like, a really young person. And I always hate that. I always feel like it makes... It gives this weird, like... Power dynamic, and it always makes me look like we're out with like you know sixty-year-old men or like decrepit people. It's like, sorry, I do like someone who's my own age. <laughs> what would I talk about with somebody who's like seventy? Like, yeah, good, good weather today, isn't it? Well, I'm dying tomorrow. <laughs> like, what would I say? Do you know what I, mean? <laughs> I love that you went for. I'm dying tomorrow. <laughs> It's not like the only gay in town. It's going to be somebody who's like 75. Like, I don't want to be with somebody who could tell us what flipping Section 28 was like. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just find it so weird. So this whole storyline with Tina, Fancy and Frankie, it's just rubbing me the wrong way. And if there's any gays or lesbians out there, tell me what you think. How do you feel about this way that you... Like, this interpretation of sexuality and age it just always gets me a bit sorry i'm just still thinking about dying tomorrow i was married to i said i was in, in the hypothetical he was 70 really should be like 95 or something shouldn't he i'm done 57 <laughs> oh that's what he is he's 57 57 was always my gran <laughs> so yes the age thing really perturbed me and if anyone else out there feels the same way please tell me because i really like tina and i certainly love frankie i think she's fab i just don't know that this is the right story for either of them i like you i like tina and i think frankie's a great addition but this is a very odd (laughs) storyline like last week Tina didn't like Frankie getting a job there. Now, all of a sudden, she's, she fancies... She's in love with her. Yeah, she fancies her. And like, they're going to do like um, a Kieran and Andrew, aren't they? They're going to rob a little old lady. <laughs> they're going to run off into the sunset. Laughing hysterically. <laughs> They'll be laughing. Yeah. <laughs> People still say, if you look out onto the horizon from Albert Square, you can still hear Tina laughing. <laughs> 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 she fooled them all. <laughs> I just, I just think it's so weird. So, um, Tina and Frankie are uh, looking through Frankie's photos, mm. and Tina finds pictures of a young boy on the camera, who um, thankfully turns out to be Frankie's brother. However, <laughs> is it just me, right? So he died ten years ago. 
Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah the photos look recent and fantastic quality. <laughs> and how? So was she taking photos of a photo? Because these look like photos of a person, like, like now. And why would you still have those photos on the current camera if that's like your new camera? Yeah. If they were taken ten years ago, I've got so many questions. I'm like, sorry. That, that camera brought so many questions out. One, there's no way on earth there was a camera, even my beauty shot camera, and that was a good camera back ten years ago. Yeah, that was a great. Years. That was a good camera. Oh, that one. Great camera. Took your picture on a night out, and even though you were sweating and looked like a tramp, you would always look perfect. Oh, you would. It had this lovely filter on. Oh, it was perfect. And I've never been able to get a camera that had that since. He hasn't. So it's devastating. Anywho, cameras back then, other than my beauty shot camera, even that wouldn't have that flipping level oh, quality no. <laughs> no. of picture. <laughs> Secondly, the SD card. If we're to say that that was taken on a different camera and it's just simply on the SD card, how is that SD card perfectly formatted to <laughs> that brand new camera yes. 10 years later? I don't think so, love. Me don't think so. Then, thirdly and finally, if that is the same camera as 10 years ago. I am sorry, but there is no way she has been able to go onto that camera and on the first, first <laughs> turn of like find it. the button, find that picture, find all his pictures. Because if that was 10 years ago, you see she's not taking the picture in 10 years. No, Frankie has never took any more pictures. <laughs> That's it. The hobby she's took back up now. <laughs> Mother always said she could have been a star. <laughs> I'm like, so is the brother still alive? Is this a random kid? Yeah. What's going on here? Because there's no way that is a photo from 10 years ago. Nah. No. Nah, no way. Nah, no way. Unless she just goes around the country taking pictures of people who looked like her brother. Well, I that mean, might, that looks that like might... she might be doing that, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I also love when Tina's like, you've got a great eye. And I was like, how would you know? You're a barmaid. <laughs> like, it told me to be rude, but, like, Tina's not a professional photographer. I was saying, if a photographer said that to her, that would be a compliment. Like, just a random person. You've got a great eye there. Well, that's funny, because I just randomly took a picture of the floor. So what are you? What are <laughs> and this was enough for her to invite her for a drink with the family. <laughs> Obviously in the Vic, because even though they've moved out, they're always there. Yeah, yeah. She gets all dressed up, does Tina? I just, honestly, Tina, this episode was hilarious. The entire time, her complaint was that there weren't enough gays coming in. That was something she said as well. Not Where are the gays when you need them? They're, they're just, you know, there's been a, a pandemic, yes, but why aren't they here? It's like, well, Tina, you've just said it yourself. It's there's a been a pandemic. I, I'm, I'm sorry, love. I'm not coming for a flipping coffee at Cathy's. Like, she just said she's going to turn it around and be like, well, if no one's coming here, I'm just going to go for a drink. <laughs> great like, business. Great business. Great business plan, Tina. So Frankie takes a shine to Ollie, who conveniently looks like her brother. I mean, I thought he looked sort of similar. Sort of, but yeah. But not to the point, not to the point where you'd be like, yeah, that's definitely my brother reincarnated. <laughs> I feel like I would need more evidence <laughs> before, 
before I jump to those conclusions. <laughs> and then they're, they're like sat there, the Carters, just quite happily letting Ollie go off with a stranger. Yeah. And they're, they're loving it, by the way. They are loving it. They're, yeah, like, they're like, normally he doesn't take to people this quickly. Well, maybe you should stop letting him go off with strangers firstly. Let's just address this. I know. <laughs> I was like, you're just letting your kid wander off with a complete stranger. And then they're like, e, isn't it lovely? It's so weird because then she obviously goes and starts taking pictures um, of Ollie and, and some of Mick. Honestly, I love Frankie, but that's creepy. I don't know why they're going down this route with her character. I love her. And I don't want her to become this weirdo who's taking pictures behind flipping posts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's like so bad, her character. Oh, I know it went from like, we all absolutely loved Frankie to... um. That's Why a bit are you weird. taking photos of Ollie? <laughs> yeah. So I guess we just have to wait and see how um, that unfolds. It might be the biggest day of Stuart's life in a very long time, but that'll have to wait because it's time for Ballum. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was just like, I can't wait to do my stag. Callum and Ben just shove them aside. <laughs> <laughs> like so Stuart. Stuart, it's not the time. It's not the time. <laughs> We've got busy things to be talking about. We can't be thinking about your stuff. We're very busy people. We've got a lot on our plate at the minute. Got to frame a person. I just love it because they decide. I mean, this is a really good idea. They decide to go after the very dangerous um, gangster who almost deafened Ben permanently. By the way, um, and. Also almost got them arrested and threatened to kill both of them. But they decide that despite all that, they're going to try and frame him. What could go wrong? Oh, what I don't, could go wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I love them, possibly. What, that was like the worst idea ever. <laughs> so, when you're going to plan a, a stitch-up, Emma, you need two things. You need literally... Not a shred of sense. And Jay, because he's the poor person who has to go and try and break into that car. It's the way he quite happily does it as well. I know. I, love it. I loved it because this is like, when he came in, I was like, oh, he is looking fine. He is. He's looking good as well. Yeah. Him and Peter. Woo-hoo. They've done very well for themselves, haven't they, man? We've done very well in that fanfic. We have. Because if we, you think we would, we would have been locked down. We would have been locked down with them too. Oh, <laughs> That would be my lockdown perfect, that. Emma, <laughs> don't tempt my dreams. Don't. <laughs> I just I just love it because after the initial, oh my God, there he is, my love. After that initial moment, suddenly I realised, hey, he's not just a pretty face. He's a undertaker, car salesman, car thief, apparently. <laughs> he's got some safe cracking skills there, doesn't he? Criminal mastermind. I thought he was like Doctor Who. You know how the Doctor's got that sonic screwdriver that can open anything. That's what he was saying. He just got his screwdriver out and just went, bang. Hey, the stress, though, I was like, Jay, will you hurry up? Jay, will you hurry up? Hey. Jay, I can't watch this anymore. Stop it. When he was just trying to lock the thing down. Oh, my God. Just I was like, back. just close it. Just close it. Just close it. I think what we establish is he's very good at doing the job, but not finishing the job. <laughs> <laughs> finishing the job, he gets a little bit, little bit flustered. <laughs> Maybe. Then again, that tends to happen when you shove a screwdriver into a car boot. So Jay calls the police as instructed by Ben and the police get Chicken Man, a.k.a. Danny, 
who hasn't said chicken in a while. So I know. I feel like I've been listened to. You've manifested it. Oh, yeah. You've manifested that. We'll be honest, we only found out what manifested meant a few weeks ago. We are literally so fossilised, it's not even a joke. Me and Emma have to, like, look up some of the, like, some of the phrases that people use. Like, it's not even a joke. Honest. We'll go, hey, what does that mean? I don't know, I'll have a little Google search. That is how old we are now. Like, I, I, I know we look young and we are physically young. But something is wrong in our head. We are very old spirits. Very old spirits. I feel like we're probably like the first Vic owners or something like reincarnated. Because we are very old in our heads. Hey, what does manifesting mean? <laughs> Quick Google search. Google's fantastic, isn't it? Just it's good. Anyway. That in the Urban Dictionary. Ah, oh, perfect, that. Lifesavers. Lifesavers. So, um, yeah. Chicken man's been arrested, and guess who's on the case? Well, it's not other than pop them in the water and another one will pop out. The detective Thompson. He's been hatched again. <laughs> I mean, just to clarify, by the way, guys, thank you for all messaging us and letting me know that actually that was the same detective, which confused me even more because I was like, why was he at a house party? Yeah. How was he at a house party? Why was he at a, like at a random assault as well? Because he was also there when Keegan first got um, thingied, wasn't yeah. he? Um, then he was also involved in Keanu's disappearance, which he was basically claiming was a murder. Um, then attempted murder, because though Keanu was alive, now he was convinced Phil had tried to kill him. Then he was involved in, like, flipping the... CCTV. Yeah. Then he was involved in um, the the now the the factory, the warehouse job. I'm like, how many cases does this guy work? He's got the largest blooming case loaded in the country. So I've got two theories. Theory one, it's the right. hatching DIs. They just hatch another one of them for a different case right. constantly. So that's why we see him a lot. There's actually just a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Number two, a bit like Bernie on Redwater. He is the only person that can do anything. He's the only detective. That makes sense, Emma. That makes sense, doesn't it? That could have, they're the only logical explanations because it makes no sense. The house party <laughs> one still makes no sense. The party one, that gets me every time why he was at a house party. A routine call to a noise complaint led to a detective coming to a house. How does that happen? We'll never get over that, will we? Nah, honestly, when that happened, me and Emma were in hysterics. It's like, what's he there for? <laughs> like, what What major crime? It's London, Emma. London. There's not a single crime other than a house party that he can go to. Are you joking? I was like, come on. There's no way he could get um, from a murder case, like an attempted murder case, to a, a noise complaint within, like, days. I know. Like, and is he so bad he's been taken off one and then demoted because now it looks like he's been promoted again? Like, what is happening? Yeah, that's what made me laugh. Jack's best friends with him again, isn't he? Oh, yes, he no longer hates him. And also with Jack, he also forgets a lot that he was married to Ronnie Mitchell and he just blames yes. Callum for standing by Ben. Yes, which is very odd because Jack has helped loads of the people on the square get away with tons of crimes. Yeah, at one point, he was their only police officer. Yeah, 
basically, it's now Ben getting arrested due to Danny's statement. So the DI just pops up again. <laughs> Which is odd, by the way. Again, I'm just going to point out another odd thing in this whole thing. Danny's statement, what could possibly be in it that wouldn't get him in trouble as well? Exactly. And if it, That's what I was confused if, about. Yeah. And if, like, the only other evidence is that Ben was seen on CCTV camera. But Danny has CCTV the money. CCTV camera, for, like, away from the warehouse. It wasn't literally inside the warehouse. He could, yeah. It was around it. Because if you think about it, even if the CCTV picked up Ben, he could have been there for many different reasons. Yeah. All a bit suspicious, but many different reasons. Um, but they have evidence now that Danny had the money. Yeah. I don't think that's how the law works, really, that you can just pick and choose. You know, you've got all this evidence on one person, but then you're like, nah, let's let's just take this guy in instead. So let's the... take this criminal statement and <laughs> use it against this other guy who just so happened to be in the area. Did you know there's nothing more reliable than... A criminal statement. I mean, of course. Goodness me. Gosh. Gosh, Should know that by now. So, um, yeah. Then the DI knows that Callum and Ben are an item. So then he uses this to his advantage to try and get Phil. For what as well? Because he just wants to. That is the all I got from it. He was like... It's so weird. I've always wanted... He was like, I've always wanted to arrest Phil Mitchell. Yeah, but if you've got no evidence and reason why, you can't just go, I fancy doing that. Could you just go get him? Yeah, you see, this is why when someone fabricates evidence and puts in a false claim, probably shouldn't keep them on the job (laughs) because they'll just do it again like now. So the question is, will Callum team up with Phil? Or will he team up with one of the many hatched DIs? It's been a hard, long week for Ruby, hasn't it? She's almost lost the love of her life. Which is bizarre, because they hardly know each other. Martin! (laughs) (laughs) I loved, I loved the scenes in the hospital between her and Vinny. Vinny comes over and he's like... "Um, I've got questions about that, you know. Mm, because obviously it's been lockdown and then obviously we've still got restrictions in hospitals yes when my granddad was in that the hospital only allow well when in certain parts you're not allowed in at all and then the rest of the time if you want to see someone you've got to make an appointment a specific time you've got to be all gowned up yeah. And it can only be that one person being the visitor, the same, um, like the same person every time. And yet oh. there's Ruby and Vinny just waltzing just around chilling. the hospital. <laughs> I was like, ah. Emma, I don't want to, I don't want to be the, that kind of person who puts the blame on only a few people. But like, you know, all these problems with the rise in our rate, is it Ruby and Vinny? <laughs> Are they just touring all the hospitals, just chilling in, that, in the corridors? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i've had this cough for weeks like, i just love it because they're just sat there chilling you're so right there is rules and restrictions on who can you can't just walk into a hospital now and no one's wearing a mask i was like no, wear no. your masks guys get them on yeah i do love that i don't know why they don't just wear a mask honestly um but but emma what did you think 
of Ruby's brilliant idea to blame Finney. I mean, as ideas go, it's probably up there with trying to do an insurance scam and letting your boyfriend basically try and stop it. That's probably what it's up there with, isn't it? <laughs> probably up there with their bad ideas. I did love it when she like said that she was calling the police and all this, and Finney's like, but I'll take you down with me. It... Who's yeah, having the money issues? Ruby. She's struggling. <laughs> she's struggling with that, um, that, that issue, isn't it? The, the reality of who actually benefited the most out of this scam. <laughs> I wonder who the police are going to believe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's Vinny with not a, you know, like a penny to his name. There's Ruby with all of her cash. <laughs> God, now. Mystery? Why would he? Why would anyone, you know, do an insurance scam? And most importantly, which club was it from? I mean, yeah, that's true. Who's the owner? And who's it named after? And who's the money exactly. gone to? Oh, I mean, it's just all. It doesn't look good for Ruby. <laughs> I love it. It's just like I think you're looking at a long stretch. I'm like, are you not following? Yes, he definitely hit Martin on the back of the head. But you are implicated in this very much. You are basically the mastermind of this operation, Ruby. That's a bit like the Joker getting away with the crime because, like, you know, one of his little henchmen has done it. I love I it. Love because then suddenly Martin can't remember who it was. He didn't see them. They were wearing a mask. Um, no, they weren't. I could yeah. <laughs> I clearly tell that was Vinny. He had a hoodie on. He wasn't wearing a mask. He wasn't wearing one. I was like, how convenient, Martin's <laughs> Unless he was meaning they were wearing a Vinny mask. Like oh. it was a mask that looked like <gasps> Vinny's face. <laughs> and only the only person who would know that would be you, because you done it. Well, I did it. That's the truth. I'm, I was... <gasps> it was listen, you. Listen, guys, I had to do it. <laughs> I had to do it. There's no other option, right? If movie's going to continue, I have to put a stop to it. Yeah. So I did what any normal sane person does. <laughs> I put on my black leather jacket, put my black hoodie on, and I went and I stole Ruby's money. <laughs> I hit Martin. <laughs> don't, don't worry, guys. I'll help him flee at Christmas. You'll be fine. I'll get you on a plane. <laughs> Thanks. We'll just blame it on Haley later. <laughs> we'll just blame it on Haley. It's always Haley's fault. <laughs> exactly. Um, I loved then after the reality is set in for Ruby she's like oh yeah Vinny's right actually I'm I'm sort of in trouble too better not threaten them then <laughs> so after that sets in she sits down she waits and Martin comes out in a wheelchair I, I just can't get out of my head that this is the same guy who was crushed by a bus and walked away yeah. with scratches yeah yeah same guy same guy same guy Martin. <laughs> I mean, what can you say about him? He's the most complicated character in EastEnders history at the minute. Like, one minute he's a nice guy, next minute he's dark, Martin. One minute he's invincible, the next minute he's fragile. Like, he is so complicated, Emma. <laughs> but I, I loved it. I loved it because then he sits down with her. And, like, they're talking, they're, like, having their, like, movie moments. Um, and, uh then she just turns around and just goes, Martin, you're all I got. I love you. 
few, few words to say about that scene. Firstly, but, uh, I was yeah. not all she's got. Well, the reason he's all she's got is because, well, who would want to be your best friend when you're sleeping with their husband? Exactly. You're literally sleeping with Stacey's husband. You did have you did have people behind you, but they're not going to be now. Yeah, she was friends with the Slaters. They're not now. I love it because she's like, you're all I've got. Well, except from, you know, all the cash you're going to get off that insurance scam that almost killed Martin. <laughs> and, you know, the business that you've got, the house you've got, the cash you've got already. <laughs> Which, bear in mind, how she has lost all of her father's like, left-behind money. It's just astounding. I don't know how she's done that. She's like a millionaire Uh-huh. I don't know how she's done it. And I also don't know, like, as we are going to talk about next week, how it's all happened. How it's all happening, yeah. We'll talk about that <laughs> next week, though. Don't worry, we've got plenty of stuff to say about that. Um, but the best bit about this moment, Emma, it's when she goes, I love you. And Martin just stares and then kind of goes, oh... Oh, gotta okay, go. Okay, I'm gonna have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just wheels off. So as he pedaled off, Ruby went to chill by the calf. I don't know what she's doing there because she hasn't got any money. So if she's got no money, she's got nothing else. Nothing else but Martin. How is she affording that coffee? Because I'm fairly certain Kathy doesn't take Martin's. I have to That's say, say, I have to say, I love that coat. I still love that coat. Oh, yeah. That pink coat. If anyone knows Dress- where I can get that pink coat again, I'm, I'm just putting a thing out. I would like that coat. Whilst we're on the topic of clothing that we want, mm-hmm. Ben, when he got arrested, had this wonderful shirt on, and I really want that shirt. So if anyone knows where that shirt's from, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a whole podcast on the outfits we like, and if people sweat. could tell where, where, where we could get them from. <laughs> Anywho, back on with the story. Ruby's life's miserable. She hasn't even got coffee in that cup. She's just pretending to sip that cup. <laughs> Um, <laughs> make it look like she has the money <laughs> she doesn't have any cash it's all been spent on luxury teddy bears <laughs> I just love it because then Suki comes over and she's like oh, you must have, it must be such a relief with all that guilt you're carrying <laughs> the way she like she comes in like a kind caring person and then she just slips that evil blade of meanness <laughs> Right between, right between the shoulder plates, isn't she? Yeah, love it. Um, and then again, Ruby blames Vinny, to which Suki again, as if it, as, as if Ruby's got short-term memory loss, saying Suki has to then remind her again. No, 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 Ruby. This was your scheme. Remember? <laughs> this is your insurance scam. You agreed to it, and it was all yours. <laughs> <laughs> then we will find out that Martin got out of hospital and is now playing darts because just like the bus crash he just walks away with nothing it's he's remarkable he's like the bionic man he is isn't he he's like the terminator or something you know like where like the terminator if he gets like damaged or anything he just like kind of walks it off (laughs) yeah you'll have bits of his skin hanging off and you'll see the like metal skeleton but he'll just keep walking i am the marchinator (laughs) (laughs) sent back through time to ruin Martin's life. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite bit, Whitney and Ruby chatting. Yeah, I loved like Whitney. And then <laughs> Whitney was like, Martin loves you to death. And then Ruby basically speaks for A20. She goes, but why would he? 
I mean, <laughs> she took the words straight out of my mouth. Why would he? Why would he? But like, firstly, how does Whitney know about the relationship? Because uh, they've all been locked down, so no one's seen each other. They've all been Skyping. <laughs> e, yeah, me and Martin have been, you know, doing this. We've been holding hands and going to Barnard's Castle and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but uh, does he love you, though? But also, uh, Whitney, when Ruby says, I told him I loved him, Whitney goes, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, oh, that's nice. As if it was like, you know, like some nice news. <laughs> it's like something, it's just so small, like, oh, that's nice. Anyway, what's been happening with me is... Yeah. <laughs> this one tips me over the edge. Whitney's obviously facing a flipping murder charge, right? Yeah. Murder charge. Ruby, completely trapped <laughs> in her own bubble here. Her life's a mess. Her life's a mess. She's skint. <laughs> She's got a county court judgment. And a county court judgment waits up for murder. She's <laughs> like, in life. <laughs> oh, yeah, it could be terrible. could be terrible for you, Ruby. It's sucking, isn't it? Worst expect when you do break down crying and hug her. Like, oh, God, your life is just terrible. Ruby, you're the daughter of a flipping gangster who gave you millions. You own a business. You have a house. You're hardly homeless or like, you know, destitute. Like, come on. Favourite scene of the week. Our favourite scene this week was just admiring Peter's lockdown glow up. I mean, hot men will do. Hot men will do. Hot men will do. Favourite scene of the week. This week's hero of the week is Bobby. Bobby! And it's all for his reminder that coronavirus still exists. He's literally the only person on that square who's given a toss about it. He's the only one who actually cares. We are here for this, Bobby. You are doing us proud. And now it's time for this week's Slapping Dan. And no surprise. It's going to Ian Beale. It's a lot of Beals I mean, this week. We've had one in a favourite scene. We've had one as hero, one as slapping down. I mean, it's just the whole Beale family, which is missing Kathy. It is leading up to a, a great game, though. So I feel like it, it fits perfect. Yeah, that's true. I just loved this week for showing Ian as this monster. I was like, he has to get slapped down this week. And it was literally horrific to Sharon this week. Yeah, I just don't get it. Sharon's like being really good and like not making it awkward even though he said the whole like he loves her yeah and he's creepy about it as well and, and yet, she yeah you know, be mean about that he's being really mean <laughs> i'm not happy with him about he needs a good slap and down so as bobby was our hero of the week we will be rating out of bobby's and this week we're going to give the week of episodes excluding the chantelle and grace storyline Four Bobbies. We feel like the Chantel and Grace stuff, which we are covering in a special episode later, is definitely five out of five. That was handled fantastically. Um, but the rest of it, yep, we're going to give that one a four. Now it's time to play Beal or No Beal. We've brought it back. <laughs> I love this game. It's like such a, an iconic game for us, isn't it? It's like yeah. one of our fave games. So I thought 
listen, it's her birthday. I know we're celebrating it late, but we're going <laughs> to bring back Beal or No Beal. I think it's only right. It's only right. <laughs> so here we are. Beal or No Beal. The game's simple. As all good games are, Emma, all you have to do is just say Beal or No Beal after I have said a quote. Essentially, you just have to guess who said it. It's that easy. That easy. And I've got some really good ones. Ooh, I'm excited. I love this game. So, here we go, Emma. Quote number one. Evil little bitch. <laughs> Was that Beal or no Beal? <laughs> no Beal? Correct. It was Sharon in the Vic about a bottle dotty. I was thinking, I was like, was that dotty getting bottled? <laughs> he has number two. Gets the heart pumping. Beal or no Beal? Emma's thinking here, yeah, the clock, clocks are ticking. No Beal? Oh, no. Was he in Beal? Oh, yes, it was. Oh. And then even worse, Emma, it was actually Lou Beal. Yes, it was Lou Beal. <laughs> it was we talked about it last week. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Lou never said that anyway. True. That's what threw <laughs> so, us off. That's what threw you off, Emma. That's what threw you off. <laughs> quote number three. Now, this is an old quote. It's not from any of the, the modern ones. I've put this in to throw you off. Watch me, Daddy. Beal or no Beal? No Beal? Uh, correct. I loved how uh, you, you paused. I thinking, did Ian ever say that? <laughs> 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 correct, Emma. It was Stella before she jumped from the roof. Yes, it was. Yes. We all love that scene. Quote number four. Best way to get over someone <laughs> is to get under someone new. Beal. Beal or no Beal? <gasps> I beat you to it. It is it there. It was Peter Beale. <laughs> Quote number five. <laughs> this, one, this one's for you, Emma. I love you, Martin. <laughs> Beale or no Beale? I just love the, the pause you've done with the... <laughs> no Beale. Correct. It was Ruby when she got pied in the face and rejected. <laughs> <laughs> Quote number six, Emma. Did you wash your hands? <laughs> Beal or no Beal? That's definitely our COVID marshal, Bobby. It's Beal. Of course it is. It's Beal. <laughs> yeah, correct. Quote number seven. But I hope I don't change it back again. Oh, Beal or no? Ian, when he was... <laughs> about the statement as if he could just yeah. keep changing it it's his own free will yeah it's just just that easy yeah, but you just wander in you just go I know I said that I lied before but I've actually lied now <laughs> correct Emma Beal exactly quote number eight give him half a smile he's buying wedding cake Beal or no Beal no Beal but it is about a Beal true true and I mean Ian does want her to be a Beal but it wasn't, it was Sharon, so you got that right. We could have a new game, uh, instead of about a boy, about a Beal. <laughs> <laughs> Any quotes that were going to be said, uh, that are said about a Beal? <laughs> Fabulous, I love that. Let's do that next. <laughs> quote, quote number nine. I'm not dating a 60-year-old. Beal or no Beal? 
Peel. Correct, it was Ian. And for your final question, Emma, I've put in a real trick question here. A real trick quote. A pearl for my rose. <laughs> Beal or no Beal? <laughs> Emma's dead. <laughs> no Beal, because that was you in the red water. Round <laughs> Correct, it's Lance's dead voice in a shell that I imitated. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fabulous. Congratulations, Emma. You've won a foot rub from Ian Beale. And he'll be keeping it real by treating you to a black pudding supper and a binge sesh of Grey's Flippin' Anatomy. (laughs) Tune in next time for Beale and O'Beale. We're about to take a trip down memory lane and look back at some of our favourite moments throughout this year. Enjoy. If you didn't know from our last show. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I was talking about. If you didn't know from our last show, Denny communicates with spirits with the help of a spirit guide. Sometimes it's. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at all the words. Should we try a lot of spirits here, and I'm not just talking about the knockoff booze Aunt Babe smuggled in. Okay. Talking about the knockoff booze Aunt Babe smuggled in. <laughs> oh, for God. If you didn't know from our last. <laughs> didn't know from our <laughs> if you didn't know from our last show Denny communicates with <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I might have to pretend just crying. <laughs> if you didn't know from our last show, Denny communicates with spirits. With the- <laughs> Should I practice? <laughs> uh, oh, dear. If you didn't know from our last show, Denny communicates with spirits. <laughs> I mean, I'm told it's I don't see you. You're gone. Oh, do you want to leave the room? <laughs> if you didn't know from our last show, Denny communicates with spirits. <laughs> If you didn't know from our last show, Denny communicates with spirits. With the help of a spirit guide, sometimes it's an awardian chimney sweep call. <laughs> <laughs> I and then obviously he told Dottie to put the cockroach. Where the hell did she oh find God. that? We have to talk about this. Can you imagine if actually it's like Dottie's pet cockroach? Like, maybe that's what it is. You know how... Have you ever seen that thing where people get, like, insects and cover them in jewels and wear them, like, crawling jewellery? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. It's like, <gasps> a, it's like this really weird thing that, like, started a few... I think it was, like, a, about five years ago or something, maybe more, where everyone started doing that. How did... What? It's, like, jewel diamond encrusted cockroaches Oh, I thought you meant real stuff. ones. No, yeah. Oh, no, they are. They're alive. <laughs> They're alive and they crawl all over. Yeah, because I've seen like the, the fake brooch style Yeah, ones, yeah, of course. Oh, my God. No, honest, I swear. Because I remember watching uh, America. There are crawls on them. Yeah. It's Christmas time. Walford should be afraid. At Christmas time, there's lots of death and lots of pain. And in their world of sorrow... They can let out a reveal. Switch your tellies over now. It's Christmas time. Phil throws a chair. Throws it for what Sharon's done. At Christmas time, it's hard. When the revelation comes, there's a history of these bombshells of cheating pasts concealed. We're the only thing on telly is a DVD reveal And the Christmas bells that ring there Are the Queen Vic's chimes of doom Well tonight, thank God it's bad For Keanu And Phil won't be saying his name correctly Keanu The only gift we'll get this year is EastEnders Shianu with Martin's hit and run Ballum sadly done. Linda stumbling in the square tonight. Here's to Ben now, he has no one. Here's to Luke, Keanu better run. Why has everyone forgotten Bex? EastEnders. Now we know it's Christmas time and E20. Now we know it's Christmas time and EastEnders. Now we know it's Christmas time and E20. 
Now we know it's Christmas time. Emma's just trying to salvage our ruined scripts that I had in my bag. Um, never ever put one of these water bottles into your bag because, as I found out, I am now drenched. Look at the difference in legs. <laughs> there's that one, and then there's that one. I am absolutely soaked. People probably thought that I weighed myself. Well, I did, to be fair. I'm literally like, I've been walking along like a drowned rat. I feel like I'm doing forensics. <laughs> like, it's, it's like we're saving the like, first copy of the Magna Carta. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and I'm being really careful. Like, here we now go. remember, this must go here. remember, it's very fragile. Very <laughs> fragile. They are very fragile. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't care. This is the last episode of Mostly Ghostly. This is part two of Emma and me trying to rescue our scripts. Right, I'll put on that one. <laughs> ah! oh! oh, sugar, sugar, sugar. Oh, look at that, that one's going terrible. Oh, oh I oh. feel like I'm in some sort of wind tunnel. Oh, oh no! There we go, Emma, we've got it ah! now. We've got it now. I'll just stop it for now while we rescue this The guy. others, oh yeah, sugar. Oh, God. God, this is stressful. Okay, Everyone's just coming back in after they've been chucked out. <laughs> it's because Michelle's scared of Brad. <laughs> She's terrified. <laughs> He's like King Kong. He's just going to smash the doors down. He'll be climbing the building. <laughs> I adore it. It was like, you know, those scenes from like Godzilla. Like when I was like, Godzilla! And like running. They're all running. <laughs> oh, they're shining. Do that. <laughs> Here's <laughs> Grant. <laughs> I'm going to call him Grantzilla from now on. Grantzilla. <laughs> Emma, I'm worried. What if Grant comes back? There he is! Ah, it's Grantzilla! Everyone run for your lives! And then follows that beautiful, beautiful poetry, beautiful limerick with... Oh, yep. Up your hole with a jam roll. <laughs> and then they all shout, Up your hole with a jam roll. Up your <laughs> <laughs> In what event would you use that saying? I don't just love it. <laughs> a funeral. Agnes was a wonderful <laughs> wife. Mother to my children. And a big jam roll <laughs> up my hole. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're plagued by bad dreams like Alfie's having. And sometimes they just wake up and go, up your hole with a big jam roll. Do you remember those alien toys where it was like, if you put yes. their backs together, they'll have a baby. That's all they do. They just lie, lie with their backs together. <laughs> do you think anyone ever figured out? It was, was that like some big scam? Yes, it was definitely a scam. <laughs> that was definitely not real. <laughs> it's not like. It's not like, um, you know, like on Jerry Springer, there's not like a little plastic alien coming on going, well, he got me pregnant and then he just left. <laughs> and then I walks another little plastic alien. <laughs> so Alfie's having a vision because um, yeah. he's like going all that so raven. He's that's so Alfie. And <laughs> he sees. <laughs> so you're cracking me. 
my god, he sees them. A wooden statue version of Saint Zoe the Widow. <laughs> 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 However, it's not it's not Saint Zoe. And yet everyone other than Peter was quite cheery. Yes, it's so weird. So Let's talk about Lucy's death. It's like a musical. Oh, yeah. They should do a musical version. It's so compatible, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. And now we'll have an important breakfast. If anyone else thinks that, um, that should be a play. EastEnders, the musical. EastEnders, the musical. Who killed Lucy? Who killed her? Who, 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 who? I killed Martha, I killed Lucy. Sing it for me. Sing it. I killed Mom like I killed Lucy. If you want to buy that soundtrack, it will be available on iTunes come December. This week's episode is sponsored by Frankie's Remarkable Cameras. Do you have a lot of photos from 10 years ago that you want to store? Well, come to Frankie's Remarkable Cameras, where we can snap away and no one notices. Hope you enjoyed the fireworks. Good night.